0: Don't leave accessibility out of your SEO strategy. With Billy Hyde from The SEO Works. Brought to you by Majestic, I'm David Bain and this is SEO in 2022. Billy, what's your number one SEO tip for 2022?
1: So, my biggest tip for 2022 is to focus much more on accessibility. We've seen a lot recently of Google pushing Page Experience with Core Web Vitals and Site Speed, and it's all heading down a route of making the user experience better. Um, and that that includes accessibility. Google says in its mission statement, it wants the internet to be accessible by everyone, for everyone. Um, so that means, as well as making sure we're having a having fast sites and it's available on people that uh, for people that have like really weak 3g connections and things like that we're also thinking we need to start thinking more about a wider range of users so we want to think about users with are uh, neurodiverse or um are visually impaired have limited mobility um have have tremors and ticks, like the, the people that only struggle with using our devices um and that, that this is going to be a massive thing over the coming years I think like Google recently um shared um documents on having more inclusive language in the content that we share and how it likes that like I think we're gone are the days where we just think about SEO as in creating content and making pages rank for for neurotypical people we want the internet to now be, for everyone. Um, and I think it's just going to keep going more that way.
0: So does making your website more inclusive actually give you a measurable, positive impact on your SEO?
1: That is a really good question. It's a difficult one to answer. It's it's um, So there's around 20% of all the people on the planet have some sort of disability. So that's 20% of the world's population, we could potentially be excluding from our sites. In 2020, there was an average of, um, I think it was around 60 billion sales made online. And 3% of all those sales were just made from people using screen readers. I think it's really, really hard to put a measurable way of of tracking that, uh, because Google doesn't, like Google Analytics doesn't have the facilities available for us to uh, see whether a screen reader has been used on uh, Google Analytics. We don't know that because it, it's it's like private for the for for our uh, for the users. But it's still a lot of people three percent of sixty billion. I can't do that kind of maths. I don't know anyone <laughs> that can quickly do that without a calculator. But that's a lot of people. So whilst I can't put an exact metric or a measurable way of doing that is it's it's a massive way of increasing revenue for our clients it's 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 also just a common decency really making sites accessible um so I I just think if it's something we targeted we are much more likely to see an increase in traffic um also with uh, users with disabilities. Uh, some studies have been done, which I can find and give you the resources for, where they are much more likely to become a returning user compared to a, a like a neurotypical like a person kind of thing. That um, they're much more likely to return to a website that caters to their needs.
0: You've said you've said that you can't really put figures on it, but you've certainly put lots of figures on it. And the one that jumped out for me is that you could be possibly excluding 20% of your audience by not being um, inclusion orientated to actually uh, ensure that your website is accessible to everyone. And simply looking at, from a commercial value of um, getting 20% more transactions on your website, then that's got a, a, a massive commercial value. Um, there are many activities that SEOs do that they don't know definitively um, impact um, success, but they've got a hunch that it impacts success. And uh, I think that if you're doing the right thing for the user, then search engines like Google will, if they're not doing so now, will catch up with that and reward you for doing so. Is, is, would you agree with those sentiments?
1: Absolutely. That's something I drone on about far too often. Uh, so every SEO knows that Google is now planning uh, the mum update and everything's been h- held really close to the chest. We don't really know much about it. Uh, the, the thing that really stuck to me when that update was announced was the um, was the video that they did where it was like, um, Google, can I wear these shoes to climb Mount Fuji? Like, how, how are they doing that? There's got to be something like a metric or – well, not a metric, um, like a, a tag or something that they're using there. And I am convinced that's alt text. Alt um, text, sorry. Um. So I think that that's always the last thing. I, every SEO I know does their alt text last on their optimization plans. But if they push that to be done sooner – um. The the, the likelihood is even if they're not actively thinking about accessibility, one, they're becoming more accessible and two, they're probably going to help themselves in a year, 18 months, whenever Google decides to drop the the mum bomb on a bump. Sorry, I'm falling over my words. The mum bomb honors. <laughs> like it's going to happen at some point.
0: I, I called it alt tags for years as well. It's a very difficult to get out of a habit to, to move it. It's not a tag, it's a text. <laughs> but um, it's easy to, um, uh, it, it's, it's difficult to change sometimes. Like conversations I've had about um, it's not Google My Business anymore. But that's a slight uh, sidetrack there. Um, How does an SEO get started with this if they haven't done much work in the past about um, providing better accessibility for their users? um, There there hasn't been any obvious work done by website designers in the past. What what are the initial steps to take?
1: So like with anything in in SEO, I think a lot of the steps that you need to take are some self-learning. So I'd go... The first thing I do, literally, any time I need to learn something new, is jump on learningseo.io from a Alay- that Elaida created, um, and see what documentation's on there. Um, and there's some fantastic people to also follow on Twitter. There's um, um, Lucy Pickering. Um, there's a, there's another SEO called Diane. Her surname's just slipped my mind, and they are constantly dropping like knowledge bombs around um, accessibility. But I also think that there's a lot of doing it yourself to kind of learn things as well here um like even further. So um, what really got me into accessibility was the tool site bulb. Uh, they literally just added an accessibility option for their crawls and that that kind of got me learning. Um, so I'd recommend using that. It's um, using the Axe dev tools um, like framework framework. And it, they provide you a lot of information on not what just issues are on the side, but also why these issues are important to um, people with various disabilities and also how we could re- resolve them as well. Um, the, there's, there's so much reading that you can do on it, but one a lot of the understanding and practical advice that I can give you is just start applying things and questioning why your clients might have done something in one way and if it's actually helpful for all the users that might need their site. So, so what's
0: driving this awareness and change? Is it government legislation or is it simply the general public or website designers actually being more aware of a truer representation of their users?
1: It's a bit of everything, really. So in America, uh, there's been some really big cases on on um accessibility and like excluding certain users from your sites and that's that's there's like legislations in place there now there's been a lot of publicity around that but I think as the internet has grown and got larger and social media is connecting more and more people um more people have a voice now and we're more aware and connected to people and their pain points like we it we should listen to the people that are using our site and if they're People that are using our site are struggling to use it. We need to change things. Um, So that affects everyone, really, from marketers, SEOs, to to the developers and user experience teams. We we all really need to come together on this and make the internet a better place.
0: So how do you listen to people using your site? Um, Are you talking about actually talking to people or recording videos of actually people trying to get through something but not being able to get... Through something or, or, or something else?
1: So for me, one of the things that originally got my attention with things like this to, to help me listen to, to to the users is I used to work on a um, site for a client who are um, a big charity for people with autism. Um, and I found that the pages that they'd created specifically for the people with with like more severe um, levels of autism that the bounce rate was high that the, the users weren't actually connecting with the content um so you can look at bounce rate you could do heat maps you could, there's various like triggers that we could do in, in tag manager to just see how a user actually relates to their site but the best way to understand how someone uses their site is is ask the users so um we were quite lucky there to be connected to their users and be able to just say, Hey, how do you feel about this page? Like what, 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 how do you feel when you're using it? Does everything make sense? Can, what, what, what do you want to do next? Do you actually want to read this page kind of things? Um, And from doing those things, we were able to just take on that advice and some of it was really small things and um, so um, it was like changing the um, text color just very slightly so the, the text color wasn't actually being picked up com- uh, by the various tools we were using as an accessibility issue um, it was like a, a gray on a white background so it stood out quite nicely mm-hmm. but for the for our specific target audience they were struggling with that so it was just a case of changing it and then Results really kind of thing like you you do. I think especially for people that are working with such specific niches, like um, people with um, learning difficulties or, or um, severe disabilities, that that we really need to listen to them. Um, we can also just check things ourselves as well. So it's really easy to just. Change the way you use a computer for like a little while. So instead of using your mouse, uh, go on your website and try to tab across it like a user that might have limited mobility. That things like that will help so so much for you just understanding there.
0: How does and as you go about making those changes, or how often should changes be made? Um, is this something that um, can only really be affected by website redesign? So uh, is it necessary to maybe just do this as part of a big website redesign project? Or are these tweaks that need to be done on a regular basis?
1: They don't need to be done too regularly. Like You, you could do them once and then review in a year 18 months kind of thing but it also doesn't need to be a big website overhaul like you don't need to completely restructure the site making small changes can m- massive benefit uh, ma- sorry benefit massively um so that text change that's that depending on the cms of course like that could just be a really tiny change in the cms and it'll change site-wide um it all depends on how hard you want to go on this. Again, it's one of those where you, it's really hard to say what the results of doing this are. But it's also massively beneficial as well. Like, again, you could be increasing your audience by 20%, mm. but you can't guarantee that. So it is, it's a very hard sell.
0: So so maybe use Sitebulb, maybe use a crawler, identify the potential biggest issues. And um, if it's not going to take too much work in terms of coding or website redevelopment, tweak them, get them improved and see what kind of impact that that has on different conversion rates and usability of your website. Billy, if an SEO is struggling for time and, and they think... Absolutely. I need to be focusing on accessibility more here. What's one thing that they might be doing at the moment that's possibly more of a waste of time that they need to stop doing in order to spend more time focusing on accessibility in 2022?
1: This might be a controversial one because I know some people love a meta description. I personally don't love them that much. I find them boring to write and they're not always used. I'd recommend still writing meta descriptions, but maybe automate them to be a little bit more like so you don't have to spend as much time on it really what you could do is in a spreadsheet with a bunch of if statements create a few sentiments around the site and what you're trying to say and just just do something like that pull it together quite quicker and then you could save yourself depending on the size of the site hours and hours and hours of work and you could just focus on something else while it's still getting done but it's just not done to the same standard as manually writing
0: them Great advice because Google are often not taking the meta descriptions that you write anyway so (laughs) um, that's possibly a a much better use of your time Um, Great advice you can find Billy over at billygina.co.uk Billy, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2022 Thank you so much Check out the rest of the content from SEO in 2022 over at seoin2022.com